Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Wealth Track, Amazon is the largest position in the Barron Opportunity Fund. Longtime portfolio manager Mike Lippert explains why and where else he is investing for high growth. Next on Consuelo Mack Wealth Track. Hello and welcome to this edition of Wealth Track. I'm Consuelo Mack. When was the last time you sat down with a portfolio manager specializing in high growth stocks? Well, I rarely do since most of the portfolio managers I talk to are value investors of the Benjamin Graham and David Dodd School of Investing, the fathers of value investing with their 1934 investment classic, Security Analysis. Warren Buffett was a student of theirs at Columbia Business School and wrote the foreword to the sixth edition of the book. Traditional value managers look for bargain stocks, selling at deep discounts to their intrinsic value, often finding them in unpopular or at least overlooked places. Now, over the years, Buffett and his business partner, Charlie Munger, have developed their own style of value investing, but have consistently favored established companies with dominant market positions and products they can understand. Berkshire Hathaway's top five holdings in a recent quarter were Kraft Heinz. Think macaroni and ketchup. Wells Fargo, a big bank, Apple, a rare tech exception, Coca-Cola, a global icon, and American Express, a household name in financial services. However, recently and specifically at the last annual meeting of Berkshire Hathaway, Buffett seems to have had a change of heart. He he preys on Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos, a high-flying stock if there ever was one. And when asked on CNBC why he hadn't purchased Amazon stock, He answered in one word, stupidity. Well, this week's guest has not made the same mistake. His largest holding is Amazon, and he has owned it for years. He is Michael Lippert, portfolio manager of the high growth stock oriented Barron Opportunity Fund, one of legendary growth investor Ron Barron's stable of funds. Lippert has run Opportunity since 2006, having joined Barron as a research analyst in 2001 a big career change from being a partner at a major law firm in Texas. During Lippert's 11-year tenure as sole manager, Barron Opportunity Fund has edged out the S&P 500 and handily beaten its mid-cap growth category. Since Lippert is new to WealthTrack, I wanted to cover some basics. What does he mean when he describes the fund as high growth? Well, I mean, essentially high growth, you can look at it by numbers. And so the uh the average revenue growth across our portfolio for the last several years has been roughly 25% or plus. Now you think about that, the Russell 3000 growth index grows 4 or 5%. We all know the economy grows 2 or 3, add a couple of points of uh, uh, inflation, so you're talking 4 or 5. So that's what we do. And right. the real interesting question is how do we get there, right? And so um, I think I told you the other day, like, we literally think about where the world's going, not where it's been, to steal a Wayne Gretzky hockey quote. So, right, skating to the puck. So skating to the right. puck. So, where, I mean, where the puck's going to be. Yeah. Right. So when you think about the overall economy or an industry growth rate, that's an average of everything that's going on. And there are parts that are growing very, very fast. 
and uh, parts of our economy that are shrinking. So we try to find those parts that are growing very, very fast, and they're basically marked by you know, disruptive change or what I call generational shifts in different industries. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we look at. So we're really secular growth investors, not secular growth investors. Right, and, and so, so the generational shifts, I can think of where some of them are happening, but what are the areas that you've identified as, as, as these high growth areas that I you mean, want to so, invest in? So you know, in? clearly one is the internet and that right. affects the way we communicate, the way we socialize, the way we shop. It could be cloud computing, which affects the way we build IT infrastructure today and the way we use applications. It could be you know, electric cars. It could be, it could be genetics and healthcare. Are you investing early in the process or, or you know, do you wait till there's some kind of critical mass? How do you, how do you make that determination? Yeah, we try to be early, but not too early. So, right. I mean, everybody know, who went to business school knows that a company has a classic S-curve. Um, industry trends or themes have the same thing. They take a while to get off the ground, they inflect, they go up for a long time, and then everything sooner or later will slow down. We try to wait to that first inflection in the S-curve so that we know it's real. And the kind of themes or trends that we're investing in, they're long life. They're not gonna last mm -hmm. two or three years. They're gonna last 10, 15, 20 years. So we got plenty of time to invest in that steep part of the S-curve. So that's what we try to do. So give me an example. Actually, I'm gonna give you an example of a company that I wanna discuss uh, that, that is your largest holding, and that's Amazon. And so is, is Amazon emblematic of the kinds of companies that you would love to be investing in, or is it kind of just so extraordinary? Is it really kind of a one-off? Well, I mean, it's both, right? I, mean, right? I think it is emblematic of, you know, some of these big trends. First, e-commerce, then cloud computing. It's got several others in there mm -hmm. as well. And, um, you know, it's a unique company. It's one of the best. And so, you know, e-commerce has been happening since the 90s. We're now in... 2017 and it's still 10 to 15 percent of our economy and it's going to grow it's going to be right. much bigger we're, we're now reading articles about people shutting down physical stores and we're entering the age of kind of where the digital companies are going to have real world you know stores amazon just bought um, whole, foods. whole foods and are completely change the way we shop even in the real world so this is going to continue for a very very long time um, when it comes to cloud computing, the Amazon Web Services business, that business, you know, today is seven or eight years old, but it's probably going to last for 20 or 30 years. And, you know, maybe there'll be cloud 2.0 and cloud 3.0. We're definitely in 1.0. And so that, those are the kind of things that we want to invest in because we're generally long-term investors and we want to invest in these bigger, massive trends rather than trying to figure out where the economic cycle is going to go next or who's going to win in Washington. I was looking back at an article that actually was written about you in 2009 and you've been, you've been running the, 